Seltzer Kings podcasts. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film. If only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for fifteen dollars a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of forty five dollars, equivalent to fifteen dollars per month, unlimited over forty gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at four eighty p. Active Mint customers by five thirty one twenty four get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May thirty first, twenty twenty four. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. On today's episode, what to do when your friends a total drag. The mystery of the rotating roommates. And LB's accent takes a trip down south. All that and more on today's episode of Bad Advice with Lori Beth Denberg. Lori Beth Denberg, and you are listening to the Bad Advice Podcast. With me, as always, is Clark Crozer. Hello. Hello, Clark. How How are you? Oh, I was going to ask you the same thing. Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Yes. Pretty good. Pretty good. A little tired, you know, still having to wake up at the butt crack of dawn for my new first grader. But other than that, doing pretty good. But as we record that... Yeah, that's right. The seasons are changing and you have, again, Clark's kid goes to school, but we all know that it's the parents that really have the burden. Exactly. So from school, Clark has a five day weekend. I'm so excited. This is amazing. I finally get to sleep in. And here's the five day weekend, which blew my mind. Yeah. Because LAUSD, Los Angeles Unified School District, takes California's birthday <laughs> off. Yes. I just learned this from my friend who's a teacher. Yeah. That they have, you know, this Friday off because it's California's birthday. It's the day that California was like smushed into the union or whatever it is. Yeah. And I go, I never got that off. <laughs> I, know. I was like, what the fuck is this bullshit? So true. But then she pointed out, yes, when you went to school, we started after Labor Day. It's exactly right. So you have Clark time off to celebrate California's birthday. Yes, and I will be doing that by sleeping as uh, sleeping as much as I can. Yes. <laughs> Lazy California hippie. But then the day uh you know then Saturday and Sunday Monday is Labor Day. That's right. As we record this you will see that it's not live. Yeah, exactly. And, um, <laughs> so it's Labor Day and then Tuesday. Yeah. Is Rosh Hashanah. That's right. So score one for the Jews. Yeah. That give you the day off. This was not the case when we were going to school. Right. Because you know what would absolutely suck? A four-day weekend. Four-day weekends (sighs) suck. Five-day weekends? Now you're talking. Yeah, exactly. Now you're really talking. That is the magic number. (laughs) 
<laughs> but when we were going to school, it's and I know there are people out there going like, this country's going to hell. Like, right. how do the people feel like that don't want to celebrate Martin Luther King's birthday? Right, yeah. That now they get it. Well, I don't want a day off for Rosh Hashanah. Right, exactly. And it's like, well, too bad. Can you just enjoy that you don't have to wake up? Or, yeah. You know, Who and obviously people don't get the day off from work yeah. unless they take it. But when we were kids, when we were school age mm-hmm. children, you know, all the all the Jewy Jews just had to like miss school that day. Yeah, that's true. So now, you know, thank you, Jews, and you're welcome, everyone else, from me <laughs> to uh, your five day weekend. Yeah, I always say that to people on Easter. <laughs> I go, "You're welcome," because if I hadn't killed your savior, you wouldn't have any chocolate. <laughs> It's so true. Yeah, exactly. It's so true. I, I'm ready to accept your uh, thanks. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, five day weekend. You Are you doing sleep. anything fun this weekend? I don't have any plans for this weekend. Okay. But next weekend when this is airing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I will have actually a five day weekend. Oh, nice. I mean, I don't go to school or have any sort of real job. <laughs> yes. So like a weekend away from what? <laughs> But I am actually going to go camping. Oh, nice. I usually go camping with a big group of friends. Nice. Every year. Oh, that's awesome. But like. Uh, what kind of a place are you going camping? Is it like a beachy place or more like a like a tree, like a foresty place? Well, why not both? Oh. Well, it is the beach. It's um near Malibu. Oh, okay. And on one side of the PCH, which is the Pacific Coast Highway. Of course. One side is the campground that has the trees and we do tent camping and stuff. People bring trailers and motorhomes and stuff too. But then you go under the PCH overpass and you're on the beach. Nice. You're on the beach. It is not a great beach. It is rocks as far as, like the rocks stop in the ocean when it's too deep for you to touch the bottom. Oh, okay. I'm sure the rocks never stop. Sure, but, sure. Um, so it's just, and you're like, oh, I gotta go in the ocean. Yeah, I mean, but, you're at the beach. Um, so I'm going camping. I usually go camping with like 40 friends, usually a wow, big group. And then people come group. up for the day to just hang out. But we are covid We are mm. strong Delta Force. Yeah. So this year it is not that. It's just... A few of us okay. that wanted to go camping and we're keeping it really, it's really interesting. We're keeping it really small and we've asked everyone like, look, be vaccinated or have a negative test within yeah. 72 hours, sure. which is like so crazy. I'm like, how official are we? Well, it sounds like something that only Disneyland can do. And you're yeah. like, no, no, no. Anyone can say that to their friends. I if I want to get that. together with you, and then I, say, I want you to be vaccinated. <laughs> and I'm like, if someone has a problem, we'll just find out we didn't know we hated them. <laughs> we scratch you off the friends list. But um, so, yeah, we are going. We have a lot of space. Nice. You know, we're all paying for the sites. And I then, mean, if it's the same site that you normally do 40 to 50 people in, you should be like really stretched out. Yeah, and... we're going to go. Usually it's eight people. You get a bunch of sites nice. and it's eight persons persons maximum okay. to a site. That's okay. the campground rules. Gotcha, gotcha. Because they don't want a bunch of dirty hippies like <laughs> right. you come in with 80 of your friends right. using the facilities right. and paying like $30 One. a night. Yeah, exactly. But and I don't need to hear your fucking drum circle. Come <laughs> on. But so it's usually eight people to a site. We're looking at doing four or five people to a site. Nice. And then really trying to social distance and say, hey, it's up to you if you want to, 
you know, have your own campfire. We can mm. do sitting six feet, all that kind of stuff. So we're going to have to negotiate that. But I'm I'm looking forward to it. And this will be probably even more fun now, considering you had to miss your Mexico vacation. Yes, exactly. So again, I am not getting excited <laughs> about potentially going camping. Hopefully the dog won't eat your driver's license. Uh, yeah, next. exactly. I, I mean, it, I, he will. I don't know. I just don't know. So yeah, it would be pretty shitty if after Mexico got canceled, I also couldn't even go camping <laughs> oh. an hour away from my house. Oh, like the dog sad. eats my carburetor or something. Right. I have to hitchhike with all my gear. <laughs> so I am looking forward to that. And it's like, we're going Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and we check out Monday. Okay. Sorry, I counted very quietly yeah. on my hands because I had to count to five on my hands. So because setting up camp, is tiresome and sweaty yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but with the length of the trip, we get enough time to just be nice before we have to get tired and sweaty packing up. Mm. That I'm, I'm looking forward to it. That's awesome. I'm looking forward to the nothing. Sounds like a lot of fun. Yes, and the weather's getting cooler. Yeah. And I have to tell you this because we're going into what fall. Yeah. So. There is a point where the weather will turn enough and it'll get colder and a little windy. Mm. And every time that happens every year, I have this like sense memory. It reminds me of when we would be doing the fall play in high school. Yeah, Whenever sure. Whenever I feel that weather, I always picture myself in front of the multi-purpose room where the <laughs> box office was, in front of that small parking lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every single year, that's like, it's like, you know, when you smell cinnamon and you're yeah. like, my grandmother's cider. <laughs> like when that... When that weather hits me, yeah. that's exactly where my mind goes. That's so funny. Isn't it weird? Wow. Because how much did I hate high school? Yeah, I know. <laughs> However, I do have to say, out of all the plays that we did together, mm. ah. Rumors was Rumors. quite possibly, that was such a fun little core group of yeah. people. And we all had our own little friends and we, like, you, me, and Farrah. Yep. And then- Steven would be there. Is it was that, just, is that Paul Simon? Not Paul yeah, Simon. No, Neil Simon? Uh, no, it's uh, Frank Garfunkel. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's Neil Simon. Neil Simon's Neil rumors. Neil Simon rumors. Yes. It, that was a fun one. And that, that was a fall play. That yeah. Was, that's something fun to remember. Yeah, that was that was a good one. Yeah. I think that might have been the only fall play I was ever in. Really? Yeah. Because. I never had the grades. Yeah. You had to have like a C average. Yeah, it's like playing something. football. You have to actually be passing if you want to play the game. Yeah, and I that's how, you know, low my bar of coolness was. Like, <laughs> I can't even do the drama geek stuff. My grades what aren't was, there. What was uh what was the last hill uh year? Did we do Is that cabaret? Cabaret with I a was K. In cabaret with a K. But I don't know if that was fall or if that was spring. Well, that would be the spring musical. That was a spring was a musical. Fall straight what happened play? in the fall? Metamorphosis. Oh, Jesus. Metamorphosis was in the fall. Yes. Right? Yes. About the guy that turns into the cockroach. Yes. Gregor Samsa awoke yes. one morning to find. Man, I had thought about a... metamorphosis in about 30 years. Yeah, I think about it a lot, actually. <laughs> not, not the 
not the actual play. I wasn't in it. No. Um, I worked backstage. Yes. I I think I worked the house. Oh, okay. And I just, that comes up to me in my brain a lot. And it was weird too, because didn't that performance happen on the stage yeah. of the main theater? It was. And then they built an, like, wasn't it theater in the round? It was theater in the round. There was like three rows or so of chairs on the stage in the square and then the action took place in the middle huh yeah it's a weird fucking deal yeah and why am i blanking on the guy's name kafka kafka thank you i was thinking sartre and that's not real (laughs) no and by the way i'm super awesome because i know things like sartre and kafka (laughs) it's true anyway anyway It is. It, it does remind me of high school a little bit, too, of that, like, going back to school. Going back to school, Halloween weather. Auditioning for the fall play. Yes. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. I like that. Uh, but before we go too far into reminiscing of high school, uh, maybe we should switch over to a couple of questions. Yes, sir. You in the mood for to answer some questions and help some people out? All right, let's do that first. Let's do it. Uh, ugh, I'm going to need a little help here, LB. Oh, what? I, uh, I got this email, and it's a good email. I'm about to read it to you. Uh, but it's from somebody, and I cannot. They put their name twice, and they spelled it this way twice. And okay. I cannot, for the life of me, figure out how this is supposed to be pronounced. Let me Hold on. Hold on, listeners. I'm, I'm leaning away from the mic to look at the monitor. Mm. M-I-K-E-A-H-E-L. I think it's probably just Michael. You think it's Michael? Even I though it's, it's, pronou- it's, it's spelled like Mikhail? Mikhail? I mean, I guess it could be Mikhail. Mikhail? But I bet it's just Michael. I did a wedding for someone else with a name like this yeah. that was spelled like, not this name, but it was spelled in such a way, but it was still, still Peter. Still phonetically spelled. Yeah, it was okay. still Peter. It was just Peter in whatever language. Right. So I think we can go with Michael. Okay, so. Is his uh, question about why no one can pronounce his name? (laughs) No, I wish it was, because that would be (laughs) so much funnier. Uh, But this is from Michael. And Michael says, hello, LB and Clark. I have a concern and wanted to get your input. I recently went back to work and a coworker slash good friend seems to be negative at every turn. For example, this person thinks the world is ending because the overworked wait staff hasn't spoken to them yet. Or surprise, there's traffic. Or heaven forbid, there's another minuscule hindrance. I have learned to not sweat the small details. I did my work years back and now I'm triggered every time I'm with someone like this. How do I pass this knowledge along and teach him that being negative at every turn is a disease and not and that not obsessing about every little thing that happens in life is important? I know he's not the, in the best space, but would love any input you have on how to aid this person in letting go of the small things. Thanks, Michael. Michael. Yeah. Oh, man. I have known this person. And more often, <laughs> I have been this person. Oh. Been his friend. Yeah. Not Michael. Yeah, Michael yeah. seems to be on top of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Thank you for your question. I have absolutely been the every negative constantly. Yeah. You know, and the thing. And he said, didn't he say something like, I've done my own work? Yeah, yeah. I did my work years back and now I'm yeah. triggered every time I'm with somebody like this. And this is his good friend, right? Yeah. Good friend slash coworker. So, Michael, you probably know, or maybe maybe you're just more well adjusted than most. <laughs> but 
when somebody is like that constantly, it's a bigger issue at play. Yeah. It's an overall other realm of sadness or trauma or, you know, whatever is going on. Right. That is shadowing the entire personnel. I'll say me. Okay. Yeah. When this was going on, yeah. you know, it's, it's easy for me to car- compartmentalize and be like, Oh, it was just the traffic that got me angry. This and that. Right. It's like, no, I'm angry all the time. Right. It's like, I'm already up to here. Right. Dear listeners, putting my hand at Ab- the, above the eyebrow, your hand at the level of your eyes, <laughs> which my friend keeps saying that it's from uh Phantom of the Opera. Oh really? Yeah. It's this whole thing. That's so weird. We're in the book. Well, you want to put your hand at the level of your eyes because he'll like lasso you uh, around the neck. Okay. Um, and again, you're welcome for that tangent. Right, yeah, exactly. But now you know how to avoid being captured by a phantom. Exactly. <laughs> But I was with the Phantom of the Ballpark and it didn't work because <laughs> he just hit me with a ball. Um, free Phantom Night. I'm yeah. going for free Phantom of the Opera Bobblehead Night. Everybody gets a mask. Everybody gets a mask. Only hideously deformed people, half price. Half <laughs> price. Um, oh, that's funny. Yeah. So, what was this question about? Oh, okay. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, I, I am already. At maximum capacity, not now, I'm saying back when yeah. I was so, not now that I'm so well adjusted and happy, <laughs> but like at moments like this where I was the complete negative everything, yeah. it's because I am already at capacity with holding on in the first place. Right, right. And any little thing that goes wrong, which means life yeah every every day yeah and things go wrong but but in the in the scheme of things like you're you know like uh michael saying yeah. you know like oh the wait they haven't talked to me at the wait staff that you can see is running around you know and you know working their asses off but he's taking it personally right. you know i when i would never be rude to a wait staff but um, I'm just saying I'm a better person than your friend, Michael. <laughs> I think you need to ditch this guy. Um, but that's where I was at. So that any regular, normal life obstacle, right. you know, I mean, take it to something a little more inconvenient and problematic, getting a flat tire, right. getting in a car accident, whatever like that, um, whatever like that, <laughs> you know, just is like explodes. Right. Because I'm already fucking at my limit to start with. Right. So the question there, and this is what I assume you mean, Michael, by you did your work, is that that's what needs to be looked at. Mm-hmm. Because that's the issue. The yeah. issue isn't waiting five more minutes for the wait staff to acknowledge you. When a, when a sensible person knows what's going on in the world, why that is, right? you know, right. And a person who's not up to hear about shit to start with. Yeah. Isn't going to be bothered by those things at all. Right. So you say he's a good friend of yours. And so I think that that's kind of the tack to take. Part of it is, and part of it is like you, Michael, taking care of yourself. Yeah. To say, it is exhausting and bad for me 
to spend time with you because you are constantly negative. You are constantly a victim. You are con- like, it's just, it's like I'm having lunch with a rain cloud. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think, dear friend, that there's something bigger, like what's yeah. underneath this. And not yep. that you're supposed to be his therapist or anything like that. Right, right, right. But just to introduce the concept, you know, and you, I mean, you can definitely say, hey, go to a therapist. Or you can explain to him what you, what quote unquote work you did, yeah. Michael, years ago. Yeah. So, but it's, to me, it's not about sweating, don't sweat the small stuff. It's about probably a larger underlying issue right. that makes the small stuff just not worth not able to like handle with grace. Right. But if you bring it up, make sure they're not packing because <laughs> this could be the thing to make them snap and yeah. just lose it. Yeah. I would hope that that would be horrible. Yeah. I hope that wouldn't happen, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a possibility. It's, it, this is rough dealing with Pete, especially this is a coworker. It's a good friend, but it's a coworker, yeah. which means that if you screw things up, too badly you're still gonna have to see this person all the time yeah so they're like they're like partner acrobats or something <laughs> yeah exactly they both work for Cirque du Soleil exactly but that, I think and this has come up before too this concept of sitting down with someone who who has an issue that you have an issue with right and instead of sitting down and saying Here's what's wrong with you. Yeah. Say, here's how you're affecting me negatively. Yeah. yeah. Like that's the start of the conversation. Yeah. And, you know, otherwise it's just me wagging my finger at another person going, uh, you're wrong. And here's why I think you're wrong. Right. But it's not that so much as when you're just vomiting this negativity, you're vomiting it onto me. Yeah. And I don't love being covered in vomit. Yeah. All right. M- uh, Michael, McHale, whatever. I hope that helps. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, we got a question here that is actually, you'll like this, it's a phone call question. I like phone calls. Exactly, and this is from Elijah. Elijah, take it away. Hey, Lord Death. Um, I had a roommate twice, the same guy. He moved in once. He stayed a while, paid me, you know, the rent I asked. And he moved out, and then he came back, said he was going to stay this time. And then he's moving out again, and 
I think he's going to try to come back again, but I don't think I'm going to let him in the third round if he tries it. Uh, my name's Elijah. I live in Rossville, Georgia, not too far from Atlanta, maybe two hours, somewhere around there. But uh, thanks so much. All right, that is Elijah. Thank you, Elijah. I am afraid that I will have no choice but to talk in his accent. <laughs> I have a friend named Tina, very good friend that I love, and she's from Alabama. Oh, I cannot say two words to her. Can I have a conversation where yeah. I am not from Alabama immediately? Oh. So I will try not to to do that. I even tell like I'm saying, oh, I was talking to Tina, and we said that we were gonna go and <laughs> it just slowly seeps yeah, in. We were fixing to go to the dog park, but then <laughs> it's a bad, it's a very bad habit. It's an actor's habit too. Yes. Um. So, Elijah, I, I appreciate that Clark put this in because there's not an actual question. Yeah. It's almost like he's asking, like, what do you think of my plan? <laughs> exactly. He's kind of asking more for confirmation. Yeah. I, than, think, uh... I think you're right, Elijah, because if you – the, the question is, yeah. really – how inconvenient is it for you right. to have someone moving in and out? Now, the obvious you know, answer to that is it is inconvenient to you or yeah. you wouldn't even be saying, do I let him back in? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, moving is extraordinarily stressful. If you're there and it's someone you know, then it's like, well, I got to help move again. Right. How many times do I have to lift your bed frame? Right. And um. So obviously that is a huge drag. Plus, if you're counting on someone to help pay the rent and yep. you know he just disappears over and over again. Yep. You know, it's like it's like you gotta break up with your bad boyfriend to be <laughs> open to a new love. You know? It's like it's tell true. this guy to take a hike. I'm not keeping, you know, keeping your room warm for you while <laughs> I wait for you to come back. But okay, that being said, what if they're, you know, clearly Elijah's open room, empty room has remained empty long enough so that he keeps coming back every time he leaves. Yeah. If that's just an empty room and not making any kind of money, would it, maybe there's a way where it can, it can become such a routine, something that Elijah doesn't have to put any effort into. Mm. And then anytime the friend wants to move in for a month, it's just like, oh, you want to pay me for this month? Sure. Sounds yeah. good. Whatever. Here's where the negotiation starts. Yeah. Not, not negotiation with the with the, the dude. potential roommate. Yeah. The reoccurring, the perennial roommate. <laughs> but with uh, Elijah with himself, because yes. it's like... Is my stress and energy worth more right. than what I would get? We don't know if Elijah, he doesn't say, yeah, I really need the money. Right. You know, true. for all we know, he can cover his nut and pay for the whole place himself, no problem. Right. And if that's the case, then his lifetime stress, peace of mind, relaxation time is worth more, Way more. than whatever 500 bucks he might be getting sure. if he doesn't need it. True. So that's the negotiation where, you know, I'll look at it's like, you know, my friend is like, you know, oh, I could, you know, pinch a penny here and pinch a penny there. At, or, you know, go to the store or go to Costco, especially my mm. uh, a friend of mine is like, gets everything delivered. She's very lucky. She's in a she's in a place where she can do that, mm. like financially and everything. She has a little baby. 
and a really big career. Mm. Um, and so she can get it done. And it's like other people have said that too. It's like, yeah, it's a little more expensive, but it's, it's not my time and energy is worth more right. than what I'm putting extra on the table to, you know, get something delivered. That's so right. that is the question for you. And it kind of sounds like just because Elijah didn't mention, like, I really need someone to help pay the rent. You know, yeah. he didn't say it's it's fucking me up because this. Well, he didn't use swear words at all because he's a fine <laughs> Southern gentleman. That's right. I probably offended him just now. <laughs> but he didn't say part of the problem is. All of a sudden, it's like, am I going to have the income or not? Right. So to me, that not being part of his issue, it's really how much, you know, there's the three things like how much time, energy, whatever, and then anxiety. When is this guy going to leave again? Right. You know, versus... Does that equal the amount of income I would get? Right. But then the other thing is, this guy must be pretty comfortable with Elijah because he keeps coming back like, is this a friend? Yeah. And then you go, you know what, dude, you can't come back here. And then, you know, what does that mean to the whole thing? Right. But Elijah, I would say, you know, you saying you don't think you're going to let him come back. That's probably the right choice because it's a whole lot of headache. It is. And you didn't say, I really need the money or I can't make ends meet, you know. Yeah. So, you know, travel on, Elijah. <laughs> Go yeah. to Hotlanta and have a five-day weekend. <laughs> Enjoy your Rosh Hashanah. <laughs> and thank you for calling, baby. Yeah, thank you so much. We do love phone calls. Phone calls are always fun. All right, well, uh, with that, we're actually uh, moving on to a rotating segment of the week. Uh, and I'm excited. This is going to be a fun one because it's another Clark's Corner. Really bitch about Star Wars or obsessed about She-Hulk? We'll find out on Clark's Corner. Now, Clark's Corner is always <laughs> a complete yeah. surprise for me. I am totally in the dark. Yep. So I'm excited to hear what your deal is. And I, I'm excited about this one, too, because I think you're about to your mind's going to blow. This is swear to God, a mm -hmm. hundred million dollar multi-franchise idea. This I'm is sold. something that could make so much, just buckets of money, just buckets and buckets of money. Is it Sophie's choice action figures? It is not. Okay. Are you ready for this? Mm -hmm. Here we go. I thought about this and this was just, usually I come in and I have a whole plot and a whole strategy of an idea of how to change this or how to make a sequel to, you know, fucking quantum leap or whatever yep. you want to do. This is an idea that is not very baked, but the core part of this idea is unbearably amazing. Okay. Do you have any knowledge? Have you ever watched any? of the night at the museum movies. I don't know that I have seen a full one, but I have seen definitely parts of it. Ben Stiller, Robin Williams was in it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of big names. Oh, I know the whole concept. They made three movies. Yep. And it kind of, by I, I've watched all three of the movies. And mm -hmm. by the third movie, you really are feeling like, all right, how many times are these museum piece is going to come back to life and well, have to go on an adventure. My question to you is you're still Southern. Oh shit. <laughs> I 
I told you it's a problem. My question to you My is, question to you, I'm telling you, I know. you can see this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't putting it on. I'm still doing it. Okay. okay. Within the movies, yes. do they bring more like different yes. historical yes. stuff? So that's so, kind of the thing. It's like, yes, it's the same, but the now magic, we're learning about. The magic of the movie is there's some mystical magical tablet. It's supposed to be Egyptian in the in the movie. Okay. But there is a literal tablet. And the tablet is cursed or has some kind of magic on it so that wherever it is, everyone in that area that's, you know, fake, uh, uh, a wax figure or a stuffed animal Uh or a toy, if it looks like it's a thing, it comes to life and it starts moving and it has a personality. So here's my idea. Okay. Night at the museum. They've already kind of played out the whole museum thing. Yes. Night at the Museum was uh, made by 20th Century Fox. Okay. Do you know who owns 20th Century Fox now? Who? Disney. Disney. Disney owns everything 20th Century Fox, including yeah. the Night at the Museum series. Okay. Here's my idea. Are okay. you ready? Yes. A Night at Disneyland. <gasps> oh my God. You bring the tablet or what if you want to make it a new movie and it has a new red herring through the whole thing, whatever. It doesn't matter. There's a magical thing and it is making all of the animatronics inside of Disneyland come to life and walk outside of their uh, attraction. I'm already a little upset about the pirates. I know. The pirates, the ghosts. Well, that's the jungle animals. It's funny that. The pirates were the first thing I thought and not the haunted mansion. Yes. But oh the my happy goodness. Haunt, you could pull characters from Snow White, from Pinocchio, from anything that's at Disneyland yeah. could come to life. You could have one of the main characters. If Robin Williams was still alive, yeah. he would play Abraham Lincoln in this movie. Oh, yeah. Right. So what's cool is though, cause I'm I, okay. Yeah. My mind is a little blown. Right. But what I'm seeing is because when you're saying franchise this and that, I'm even seeing half a show, like yeah. a series, half yeah. an hour. But so the first season could just be the individual rides. Yeah. And then you move into people leaving their rides and like meeting you you then you go like oh pirates meet mr lincoln yep here you know that oh my goodness right oh so my goodness i like i said i haven't had a lot of time to think about it however in my head i do feel like you need a you need a way to get it in i, I almost think maybe instead of doing the ben stiller route instead uh-huh. of having the adult that's trying to you know, and get was all he of like these... the um, security guard or yes, something? Yes, he was the okay, night that's what I security thought. guard. And every night when the sun went down, the characters came to life. Gotcha. So instead of having the one adult that doing this, I want to. I think we should add another thing that you and I have always dreamed of to this. What? I think we should make it more of a Goonies style story, <gasps> where the there's like a core group of teenagers, three or four or five teenagers uh-huh. that are working together with the animatronics to do something, to stop someone, to whatever it is. And they are in the underground tunnels. They could be in the underground tunnels, but they are normal, everyday Disneyland guests that have to figure out how to spend the night at Disneyland without security noticing. Oh. So you add that element to it. And now there's like, 
security and some like evil bad guy that's trying to steal the tablet and they're all having to fight against you know the the elephants that are getting showered in the pool oh right or the hippos or indiana jones in the boulder like you could just have indiana jones in the boulder oh running goodness. through the park and the, the boulder is constantly chasing it. The pirates finally get to to jungle cruise in the backside of water, and they're like, "A bath is amazing, yo ho!" So in the Night at the Museum movies, okay, there was a core group of characters that came to life in all of the movies that were the main act, the big named actors, okay. right? You had uh, Robin Williams, yeah. You had. Uh, um, Owen Wilson was like a little miniature guy. Oh, he's like a cowboy little or something? cowboy. I remember and that. And then there's the British guy that was the knight. Yes. There was like six or seven characters that were in the museum that were like the core. Yes. That was the, the main part of the story was happening to them and Ben Stiller. So my question to you is. Yes. Who would be the core group of characters oh. from Disneyland that would work with the heroes to stop whatever the villain is? Definitely the Abominable Snowman. Abominable Snowman is from great. From Matterhorn. I think Mr. Lincoln has to kind of be a part of it. Yeah, definitely Mr. Lincoln. I was going to say Tinkerbell, but P Tinkerbell is already a real person. Yeah, Tinkerbell is a person. She's a real person. So let me think. Maybe I, I'll throw this out at you. I don't know uh, when the last time you've been on Pirates is, but Red is now the 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 redhead. We want the redhead. Yes. Bring us the redhead. Now the redhead is a part of the the pirates. Ah. She's a pirate that's auctioning off the stuff that's there that they're selling at the auction. Gotcha. So maybe red, red the pirate girl, red. she could be a part of the group. And the mayor's wife who says, "No, no, 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 no. no, no, no. no, no, no. Don't tell <laughs> tell them. What does she say? She it's says, uh uh <laughs> My favorite joke was that you were, when they were changing all of pirates to be more politically correct, that you, we went in pirates and you said this, and I swear to God, I've never, I can't unhear it. She opens the window and goes, no, 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 no. And you went, you open the window and you go, no, 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 no means no. Yes. And then you close the window. <laughs> oh, that's yes, so funny. Yes, there was this, this, uh. You know, time at Disneyland where, uh, like everything, yeah, where because you know it's Pirates of the Caribbean. They were selling wenches, right? They were chasing, chasing, yeah. So then they changed certain stuff where now a woman is chasing a pirate, right. and now they're not auctioning off a human being, or they're clearly going after her plate of food. Exactly. So yeah, no, 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 no means no was, oh, that was uh, so funny. Was a uh, do not tell him, Carlos. Don't be cheeky. Don't be cheeky. That's what she says. Yeah. Then I had another one that I think of a lot. We yeah. will definitely get back to your idea. No, 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 no. Means no. It means no. <laughs> another one that you cracked up of because it says dead men tell no, no tales. tales. Yeah. So we were going through going like dead men don't eat kale. <laughs> and then uh, we did like 20 of them. And then the last one, which I loved, really cracked you up. I go, dead men like big sales. <laughs> Washington's birthday. Yo-ho. <laughs> Love that he one. would be such a dick, and Clark oh would because Clark's long. Yeah, so guy. he would when you're going through a slim thing on pirates, he would put his hand on the wall <laughs> and like stop the boat from moving. Well, the whole thing is Pirates of the Caribbean and a uh, Small World. You're the the car that you're sitting in isn't on a track. Yeah, it's just floating down a a little doughboy pool yeah. that has a little track. So all you got to do is hold on to something, and the water starts rushing by you, and you could just freeze your car. 
there. Yeah, until you get hit by. Oh, the other one is when you're when you're getting out of pirates, like the last little when you're going by the pirates that are in shooting the, at each other. And the, no, no, no. When, After that, no, 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 no means no. When they're in the <laughs> jail and they're trying oh, to get yeah. the key from the dog. Yeah, yeah. There's this big thing of TNT. Oh yeah. And Clark reach, it's like hanging from the ceiling, this big crate. Yeah. And Clark reaches up and swats it so it starts swinging. And the guy over the PA goes, you broke it, you bought it. Yes. Oh, I love that. It was great. So, so we have Red. You have Red. You have Abraham Lincoln. You yes. have the Abominable Yeti. Snowman. Yeti. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Who else? Maybe one of the tiki birds? One of the, yeah, because then he could fly around and yeah. be like recon. And like sit on one of the kids' shoulders. Yes. Right? And then I think you would definitely have to have like a couple creepy like children of the corn from Small, <laughs> Small World. Small World. Yeah, that yeah. would be really like funny. Like a little Dutch girl and. Yeah, though you, that has, I feel like the Small World characters have to be these, uh. God, I can't remember. Maybe it was like in one of the Jurassic Park movies where it's like, oh, there's a kid and they, oh, look, it's a little lizard and she yes. thinks it's sweet. And then all of a sudden there's 20 of them all yeah, around yeah, her. Yeah, and they, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's the small world kids. Yes. They just <laughs> rip off pieces of flesh. Yeah, they would be creepy. Right? No, there's so much because then you're even in in the uh, underwater yes. in the Nemo ride, which Nemo. used to just be the... Whatever. Oh, then you have on the train the dinosaurs. Yes, you could have dinosaurs walking around. Dinosaurs come. Okay, I'm liking this. How fucking amazing is this idea? I'm really liking this. Disney, if you're listening, the a company, night at Disneyland. Not a person that works there, just if the actual company is yes. listening. Um, okay, I think that that is awesome. Right. I think that that is awesome and could be quite endless. Exactly. Yeah. You make it so that the there uh, that's all, another reason why I feel like you make them teenagers mm -hmm. so that there's a little bit of the stranger things or goonies or something yeah. like that. You have a, a bunch of kids and then they can grow. Right? So for the next four movies, they're teenagers and then they're older teenagers and they're early 20s and then they're in their adulthood. Like oh my goodness. The whole franchise could grow with them. I really like this. Right? And I like the concept of them maybe. First, I was just saying eventually they can break out and go to California Adventure. <laughs> but then for some reason, I thought of them going to like do some bad shit at Knott's Berry Farm. Yeah, exactly. That's going to be a, a, a you know, a they mishmash. Could, they but... could go to Florida one year. Oh, my God. They that's could go right. to Europe one year. Oh, this, this could become is... like the, the a mix of Ghostbusters and... And Stranger Things and A Night at the Museum. Okay, I'm liking this very much. Right. All right, well, we'll have to work it out. Somebody send us, should we start a Kickstarter? A Kickstarter, A the, Night at Disneyland. A Night at Disneyland. We'll start working on the script. Oh my goodness. Okay, done. Right. Sold. Right. Yes. Sorry, I, I, this has just been driving me bonkers. It's like I'm sitting on a pile of gold and don't know what to do with it. Anyway, um, okay. excellent. Okay, I'm so in. we have nothing to do with it, but uh, it's a fun idea. Yeah, and now it'll flitter off into nothingness. Yes, okay. and let this recording that we are making on uh, Friday, September third at two twenty six p.m. serve as copyright. <laughs> so if anybody pitches this after that, we will use this recording as evidence. Thank you, thank you so much. I appreciate that. I All got right. your back. Well, now that that's off my chest, it's okay. time for us to maybe move on to one more question for the uh, for the podcast. Okay. 
And we have a final question here from Riley. Riley. Riley says, hey, guys, I've always struggled with making friends, but now I'm entering my late 20s and feel like I'm the only person my age that doesn't have a large group of friends. I really only have one friend that I trust, and I'm used to making myself feel guilty for not having more friends. Before the pandemic, I would try to go to gatherings and meet new people, mostly unsuccessfully. But while in quarantine, I got really used to enjoying the time I spend by myself. Now I'm going back and forth between deciding whether I should go back to trying to make new friends or if I should just stick to spending time alone. I feel like anything I choose will be the wrong choice for me. Help. Okay, well, you've you've painted yourself into a bunch of corners. <laughs> Well, uh, who's this? Riley. 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 Okay, Riley, a few things. <laughs> Just relax a little bit because you're turning into Michael's friend <laughs> who's negative all the time yes. and nothing goes right for him. Yes. So, you know, Michael, don't don't go down the same path and say, <laughs> I think I'll be friends with Riley. <laughs> uh, Riley. Yeah. It is, cool name, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a convention of television. Mm. where there are a group of eight people who are in love with each other, have right. a strong, you know, friends isn't, that's not life. You know, yeah. it's, it, to me, it's more, you know, I have a couple friends that I really just can call and vomit on and say like, this is what's going on. Right. And they understand me. They know where I'm coming from. Right. I listen to their shit. I call them on their bullshit. They call me on mine. Right. You know, they're the ones that will come over and help me, you know, just get shit together when I'm depressed. They're the ones I can call it to in the morning. Yep. All of that stuff. Then I have, you know, people in my life that are friends. Mm -hmm. You know, you have your close friends, your best friends, your confidants. Yeah. It's not normal, I don't think, to have 20 of those people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, 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 it's, yeah. There are people that you enjoy doing the same stuff with and you go, like, you know, my few, you know, going to go camping with, you know, maybe 15 of my friends. Right. There's probably going to be as I'm thinking about it, just one of one of us that is a true, like knows a lot of shit about me yeah. and I know everything about him. Yeah. And the rest are just people that I like. Yeah. And, you know, it's a group of friends to do stuff with, but. And at, at varying degrees, I'm sure. Yeah. Actually, I'm sure yeah. there's some that you like a lot, not enough to be the best friends, but yeah. like a lot. And there's some that you like, Occasionally, <laughs> you know, there's, there's your, you know, your core best friend confidants. Yeah. There's friends, there's yeah. friendly acquaintances, yeah. there's acquaintances, Yep. you know, there's a lot of gray area and a lot of levels before you get into like people I hate. Right. Well, no, in the middle, there's people I'm indifferent to. Yeah, exactly. Which is kind of the worst. Like you're like, eh, <laughs> he's fine. But if I never saw him again, either way. <laughs> and then there's the biggest group of people you'll never meet. Yeah, I know, right? That's honestly the biggest piece of pie. Yeah. So uh, first of all, I, I don't know that it's, no and then of course, during the pandemic, it was <laughs> like, well, I might not even be seeing my very close friends. Yep. Although I have a feeling that like all the uh, most people that have those very close confident 
confident, confident yeah. type of friends communicate on the phone. I feel like those yeah. are the ones that the women are like, you know, the husband's like, you're on the phone with her every day. Right. And you're That's like, true. yeah, deal with it. <laughs> and by the way, I'm about to tell her you said that. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I don't see any real point in beating yourself up yeah. for not having more friends. Yeah. Plus, if you're doing that constantly, it's not like people are going to go, hey, I think that I want to be best friends with Riley. Yeah, what a... Yeah. She's all... Like, the first thing she tells me is how sad she is. She doesn't have more <laughs> friends. I'm really looking for a friend. <laughs> Would you like to be my friend? Yes. I don't think so. Yeah. I'm going to step away from you, Riley, and lock my car doors. <laughs> yeah. I I, uh, I also had a pretty big group of friends in yeah. my 20s. And I completely agree with you, LB. It, it was like I had maybe two or three, and probably, I don't even know if it was they were part of the big group. Yeah. Friends that I, you know, were close enough to me that would be like, I have to tell you something. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm having a problem. Somebody that I could talk to, somebody that I could trust. Yeah. Those those I could count on one hand, yeah. maybe less, you know. So the rest were just, you know, fun people to hang around. Yeah. And they seemed to like me well enough. I seemed to like them well enough. But in no way have I ever now, you know, I am now in my early 40s, but during the pandemic, I wasn't zooming with a bunch of these people that yeah. were like I couldn't wait to to see again. That's kind of what Facebook is for, yeah. right? You you see on Facebook, oh, look, Charlie had a kid. How cool. All yeah. right. Yay. Like and then you move the, on. We have the Christmas group. Right, right. We have the, the Christmas, high school group, Christmas group. And it's a bunch of us from high school. And we were getting together once a year, like a week before, yeah. after Christmas, whatever it Celebrate was. Celebrate our visas. Remember when we... <laughs> yes, but we won't get into we won't that get right into now. That. But um, I remember like the first time we did it when we, or maybe the second time, the first time I was here. Yeah, it was after Christmas. Your tree was still up. Oh yeah, and we all went to dinner. And Lex was at Mimi and Papa's, and then Karen went to pick him up, and we were all there hanging out. And he really didn't want to go to bed, oh, and he no. was pitching a fit. And he was what? Three, yeah, maybe, maybe two three. or three, yeah. And Karen came out with this sad, like, laughing look, and she goes, "He thought we were having Christmas again, and he oh. didn't want to miss it." Oh. So the, and we had little because we do like a, a white elephant, a white gift. elephant, you know, where you can steal the gift yeah. and that kind of stuff. So there were some presents about, <laughs> and he just thought it was Christmas again, and he wasn't invited. Oh. <laughs> it's like, no, baby, Nobody. that's not it. Poor We're guy. just going to swear a lot. <laughs> so you need to do teethies and bye-bye. Exactly. Um, so yeah, Riley, it's, it's not, I would say it's not advisable yeah. to have that kind of deep friendship yeah. if you with have, enough people. If you have one or two, yeah. swear to God, that's so good. Yeah. That's great. But you also say, baby kitten, that you were happy spending time alone during the pandemic. So, yeah. And if you're just basing this on other people's expectations, on what you see, <laughs> right. um, you're like, how does Chandler love Monica, Joey, and Ross exactly. just as much? No one told me life was going to be this way. Exactly. Because <laughs> it's not. 
<laughs> because it's fake. Exactly. And, you know, you every group of 10 chickies that you see, like, huddled together in a picture on Facebook, two of them hate each other. <laughs> yes. And they just hang out all the time. Yeah. Three of them hardly show up. Yeah, exactly. Two of them are really close and talk every day. <laughs> and the, the other one had just snuck in the background and is just, like, from a different group entirely. And it's just Seriously. photobombing. Seriously. So... First of all, lighten up, Riley. <laughs> lighten up. You don't need to beat yourself up for yeah. not having friends, especially Absolutely. when you're happy spending time alone. Absolutely. You know, if you were super lonely, that would be a different thing. But, but you're happy. Yeah. If you have that one close friend, like you said, great. Great. That's work, all you need. Work your way down the levels till you get to someone I despise. Right. And you'll be set. You'll have all the colors of the rainbow. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And hopefully, maybe uh, the friend that you do like and that you you want to hang out with, maybe they have a couple of friends and you can go over for a big event and feel like everyone's your friend yeah <laughs> relax girl exactly or guy i don't know riley oh girl. riley could be, could be that's true uh, anyway relax uh, person <laughs> well i hope that helps riley and uh please let us know how it went but if you guys have a question out there please send it to us we would love to hear your voice. We would love to answer your questions. So send us your problems at AskLoriBeth.com. Go follow us on all the socials at AskLoriBeth or leave us a message with your voice at 1-855-336-2374. That's 1-855-DENBERG or 1-855-DENBERG. You can find me at LB Denberg on Instagram, at LoriBethDenberg on Twitter, and there is the awesome Lori Beth Denberg fan page on Facebook. That's right. And if you want to book me for a personal, you know, video message for your friend, I just got cameo.com slash Lori Beth. Yeah. I just got a request for a cameo that I am like super in love with. Oh, no. It's a chicky. No, it's good news. No, 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 no. Good, good, good. It's a chicky who wants me to ask her sister to be her maid of honor at oh, her wedding. Oh, how, how adorable. awesome is that? That's amazing. It's just, it's like such a, I mean, assuming you love what me, it's a cool way, way to ask. Wow. But that's then a cool it's like, way. it's kind of, I, you know what I feel like? I feel like when I officiate weddings yeah. and I say, like, we're all getting, I feel like I'm in on it now. Yeah. Like I'm part of this wonderful moment. So hopefully she doesn't say no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, cameo.com slash Lori Beth. Yes. And uh, yeah, wish me a happy camping. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, if anyone out there uh, knows anyone that works at Disney. Oh, uh, yeah. We, we would uh, we'd love to make that uh, Night at Disneyland movie. I am just into that. God, I can't, just can't <laughs> stop thinking about it. All right. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Goodbye, baby kittens. Bad Advice stars Lori Beth Denberg and Clark Crozier. The show is produced by me, Jeremy Balin, and part of the Seltzer Kings Network. Our theme song is written and performed by Natty Ward. If you or someone you love is in need of some bad advice, you can submit your own question on our socials, all of which are Ask Lori Beth, or on our website at AskLoriBeth.com, or for a nostalgic twist, you can call 1-855-DENBERG. That's right, 1-855-336-2374, and leave your question in there. Thanks for listening. Seltzer Kings Podcasts.